This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash this is home. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I will tell you that my daughter, who's on the verge of 15, was not feeling happy yesterday. She was feeling nervous. We have in-person school coming back after a year out, and there's some friend drama. And she was telling me these stories and venting and working through her feelings And I went right back there to a girl in high school again, right? Only this time, thank goodness, I had a unique perspective because I was looking back onto my experience in high school as a 50-year-old woman, as the person I am now. And there was a certain kind of peace in that. I was thinking how helpful it would have been to have some of that wisdom before. And yet all these years accumulated to my growth and my perspective and my compassion, right? How can we move into the moments of our life from that place right now while we're living it? How can we become the curious observer have that kind of perspective and tell the stories that support us rather than demeaning us and launch us into that place of personal power. We can do it. I'm learning how, and it's not always easy, but it is always interesting and always empowering. Absolutely. When we step into our own power that way, we also change the world. And so I'm super excited for today's show. Today, we're talking to Rachel Wolf the author of Letters from a Better Me, How Becoming an Empowered Woman Transformed the World. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Polly. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. I know you're a specialist in human development. I know you've studied not only how we move through the world, but how you, you've taken a keen look at yourself too. You're a transformational coach and you're working every day to inspire people to make great changes in the world by becoming their best selves. And that is exactly what we talk about on the show and what we're experimenting with and exploring. So I'm, I'm excited to get in the conversation and, you know, I've read your book. I was just having a little fan fest. I, I love it. I think um, these letters are insightful and it really got me to think about letters from my own experience and my own past and how I can use that approach too to move forward into my next best life. So how did you start this practice? How did you get into this work? Well, letters have always been um, meaningful to me because when I was eight, my best friend moved away. So I 
started writing her letters. You know, we didn't have all this technology that we have now. It was snail mail <laughs> all the way. And so her and I wrote letters back and forth. And what I realized as I was older is I used letters to navigate where I was because it was easier for me to see me and to see others in the exchange of letters. It was, um, you saw the truth because you, you tend to see, you know, if we have a conversation, it can get interrupted. So you can't, you might not finish a full thought. Whereas in a letter, you write it all out completely. And it just has always been a way of communication with me where I feel like I can truly be my authentic me, no matter how pretty, ugly, completely insane it looks, whether that letter is going just for me or it's going to somebody else, I could be my authentic self in a letter. So that really helped me. I love the idea. And I think that's true. I, when I was reading your book, I mean, it's all letters. Do you write like that on a daily basis? Is this like a journaling exercise you do, or is this, is it the structure of the letter um, that allows more room for compassion or exploration that you recommend? Well, for me, it's, I write letters when I'm trying to figure things out. I write letters when I'm trying to dig a little deeper. I write letters when I'm trying to tap into my spiritual connections, my connections with others and my connections to myself. The, the letters themselves, it's really important to see the awareness first in my letters. And, and I use them to see where I really am. And, and that means seeing the ugliest parts that I can possibly imagine from my darkest places. Because if I don't see, see it, I can't heal it. You know, we have so much suppressed down underneath that projects out to other people. And if we aren't willing to look at that, we just attract it back to us in lesson after lesson until we either see it or try to hide from it by submerging or suppressing or, or covering it up or running from it. And it will just keep happening in pattern after pattern because we're not willing to look deep enough inside to see what is what we're really struggling with. And so that's how, why the awareness is so important. That's why I start the book where I do is meeting people where we are, because a lot of us don't see the stories we're telling ourselves. I like the awareness aspect, because the way you talk about it, um, it's not a judgmental no. thing. It's not like, oh, I'm terrible, or I'm ugly, or I'm, it's more like, oh, this is how I'm feeling about this today, or and, and there's a lot of room for change, it sounds like in the way you're like, our perspectives change, we grow into to different things or, or have new uh, insights. So I think it's important to look at that awareness as more of just a curiosity or an observation. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, well, and I think, feel like the awareness comes from the rawness of it. So what I do after coming to the awareness of, and it, it can be as ugly as it's going to be. It can, all the things that are need to come to the surface that, that we don't necessarily want the world to see in us. 
because that's the stuff that's holding us back. That's what's keeping us from changing the world because we're projecting out more fear, lack, and separation in the world if we are separating from ourselves and, and authentically looking at the places that aren't so pretty. And so then that next step is accepting, accepting. And that's where we really take it easy on ourselves. Because first, one of the things I realized about myself is how much I was self-abusing. And that's what the awareness brought to light is my self-abuse. I saw how ugly I spoke to myself and I had read, I was in an abusive relationship and I had read a passage in a book by Don Miguel Ruiz that was talking about, we only accept as much as abuse as we give to ourselves. And that hit me deep to the core because I realized that that's what I needed to fix to break the pattern. And I was amazed at what happened when that happened. And that's why I wrote the book is because I wanted people to see that we don't have to be in stuck in any pattern of thought that we don't want to be. It's a choice. It's a, our stories are a choice. The energy that we bring to them is a choice. There's, millions of millions of people in the world that think differently than we do. So we have all these different options of thought. Mm. We're choosing the ones we're choosing. So it's about figuring out how to rewrite our stories the way we want to be telling them. And I often say, we get to make them up. Why would we choose a story that's anything less than helpful or supportive or empowering or right? And, yes. And, and that requires for me some conscious deliberation. Sometimes we fall into the patterns like, like you're talking about. And we have to rewrite those stories in order to launch us into what we deserve, but also where we need to go. And I'm wondering from you, what does acceptance look like? Is this uh, an intellectual process? Is this a knowing in your body? How do we, I, I think sometimes we get confused and think acceptance means, oh yes, the, I can deal with the bad behavior. It's no big deal. And for me, that's not what it is at all. So I'd be curious about how acceptance plays into the story-making for you and the patterns of your life. My whole belief revolves around whatever I project out, I create more of, and I attract back to me. So with that, any behavior pattern, thought pattern, belief pattern, reaction response patterns that I have, whatever energy behind it, is it coming from love, abundance, and peace? Or is that energy coming from fear, lack, and separation? And that's what I tend to really look at when it comes to that. Because acceptance isn't about, to me, the other person. It's about my energy of what I'm putting out. Hmm. So if someone is doing something bad to me, what energy am I going to put out? Am I going to match that negative energy, which will only make it worse and continue the pattern? Or am I going to rise above that energy with love so that I can break the pattern, which breaks the connection with that person because we're like magnets to each other. 
you know, and I think of it just like when Polly, when you and I first met, we were magnets to each other, right, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. because our energies are aligned. But if our energies aren't aligned, you're not going to feel that magnetic pull and there's going to be resistance. So the wonderful thing about accepting is it's about accepting our own energy and accepting where we are and what we're going to give out. And then that takes the power that we give others away from them because we don't ever have to give our power away, no matter what they do. We don't have to give our power. Our power is where we hold our energy. So that's a choice that we make to give it away. And that's something that we look at. It's, it's one of the practices I do is if I watch the news, I watch where my energy goes. And I actually have a little bit of fun with it. I play a game with it because, okay, they want me to see this as a victim and a, you know, villain, but is this true? And I look at where my energy takes me and say, I don't have to look at it that way. And I just kind of play a game with myself so that I, it's about being conscious of where our energy is, not where other people's are, but where is our energy? I absolutely agree. And to me, this is so, this is the empowering component, right? Because I can decide how I'm going to live my life. So I'm, I, I can do that for myself. So when things are going on outside of me, I can decide whether I'm going to perceive that as difficult or terrible or scary or an opportunity, right? A possibility, a situation. It can be any of those things. Now, sometimes that's harder to do than other times, I think. And looking at a pandemic, for example, or a health scare you may have had or financial ups and downs, or abusive relationships, as you mentioned, I think those are opportunities also to see, it doesn't have to be for me anything more than, does this align with who I want to be? Does this align with what I care about? What gives me meaning? Does it make me feel good? Does it align with my physical and emotional energy? And when things don't, you can move to a different place, changing that external situation by doing so, because we're always bringing energy. To me, it's just a question, what kind of energy are you bringing? Exactly. And, and you make such great points because the thing is, is, you know, people, if you say you can't get out or you're trapped, you know, and you talk about this in your book too, it's like the story, it, it's all we have to do is change our language and it shifts the story, you know? So what's happening around us there's a a global pandemic yes we are all in this pandemic together but we're all perceiving it differently some of us are are taking the opportunity to go in some of us are are pivoting and shifting our businesses some of us are 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 going in so deep that they're self-abusing you know we're doing it differently and it's about when we align our own energy, that's what we're, this is how we change the world. Cause when we align our own energy with the changes we want to see in the world, that's what we project out. That's what we create more of. And that's what we get back. Yeah. It's like, if we are at peace inside, we create and attract peace back to us. If we are at um, separation inside and we're constantly feeling separate from everybody else, we create more of that 
out to others and then we attract more of that back to us. So we have to align our energy with the changes we want to see. That's how we change the world. Yes, absolutely. That's so exciting to me because we can do it right here, right now, while we're listening, while we're sitting here, while we're connecting to each other in our own homes with our kids, the way we're parenting, the way we're in partnership with the people we love in our life. You don't have to go outside of yourself to change the world to make a positive difference and leave it better or, or make it better for you too. I mean, the, the two happen together is what you're saying. Yes. I mean, and just think about it. It's like, you know, any energy we put into the world expands. So it's like, where do we want to be contributing our energy? It's about being conscious of where we're choosing to put it. Are we putting it into more fear, lack, and separation, causing more of it in the world? Is that what we really want? Or do we want to create more love, abundance, and peace in the world? Is that what we really want? That's why I, um, like right now I'm doing the work of, I write a daily blog called uh, Daily Aligning with Love, Abundance, and Peace. Because it takes me staying in that daily work to Mm -hmm. remind myself of the stories I'm telling myself Mm -hmm. so that I can project out and attract more back to me. And it, it is amazing how well it works. (laughs) Yeah, I can feel it right now in this conversation, Rachel. Sometimes when it's difficult to do this for yourself, I think it's so great to have a conversation like this with someone else who aligns with you because they pull you up, right? I feel your energy. It's contagious. And and it's where we recharge. It's where we reach. I want to go through the next part because in your book, you talk about awareness acceptance and action from this place of high energy then what does action look like is writing the letter the action is volunteering or donating money to causes you care about the action we need to change the world what does the action look like for us what are some examples see here's the beautiful thing when we have taken this process when we have become aware accepted and then started living consciously we understand the difference of giving for self-worth, giving to get something back and giving from a loving place. Give from a loving place. We're actually embracing the energy that we projecting, we're projecting out and expanding it out in the world. So we pick up on all these little signs. Like it's just like gratitude. When you do a gratitude list, right? You find more and more to be grateful for. So when you want and are living authentically from a loving place, then the things that you can help out in the world are attracted back to you, whether it's individuals, whether it's your own family, whether it's you know, doing a blog or a podcast or, or giving financially, if you can, those things are going to be presented to you. And that's what I love about this journey is when you align your energy, the things that are aligned with you are attracted to you. So you're giving because your authentic heart is like, just rushed to give in any way that is right for you. And it's not about what anybody else is doing. And I am not at all about shaming people into doing and supporting others that, that that will, that will take me away from that, whatever that is, because it is about, 
if we feel shamed into doing something, we are actually contributing to the fear, lack, and separation in the world, even if it's a good thing that we're giving to. If we do it from a loving place, we're, con- we're actually expanding that energy out. And whether it's our money, our time, our resources, whatever it is, our, our, our creativity, that shines bright in the world because it's aligned with our energy. Yeah, absolutely. I, a few years ago, um, I, and I write about this and you recharge my newest book. And actually this is the kind of thing the book came out of a few years ago. I was feeling really beat up and burned out and stuck. And I had, you know, the so-called great job I created. I'm a writer, a full-time writer, and I love it, but I wasn't loving the work. I was feeling drained and, I was looking at the things I wanted to be doing in my work and I reasoned, I told the story that, oh, but that's not logical because I won't make the income I need or, oh, I don't know how to do that. So until I know how to be best at this, I better not do it. I had all these stories going. I was living by default instead of choosing consciously the things that I wanted to bring in. And finally, I just realized that the way to raise the energy among many things that I that I did for myself in detail was I needed to have that essence of creativity back in my job. I was really in a comfort zone. I was writing things that I was very familiar with, good at doing because I'd practiced for 20 years and they weren't challenged me, challenging me creatively the way I wanted. So I decided that in conjunction with the other things that also provide income, I was going to do these crazy things. I was going to start a podcast that I had no idea how to start. And I was going to write different materials than I, different than I'd ever written before. And I was going to start sketching and I don't know how to draw. And guess what? This won't surprise you. But just what you said happened. These opportunities moved into my life where I also began making some extra income through these things. So not only was I doing the things that align with my energy and my creative expansion, which we all need as human beings, it, it feels, it, it's resonant with who we are as a species. We need to be expansive and growing and learning. But when you show up with that kind of energy, just like Rachel said, then the opportunities arrive. It's up to you to notice them. And, and when you are living consciously and deliberately and not just going through the motions by default, you see them everywhere. And it's so awesome and mystical and fun. It, it, it never, you know, I've been studying this stuff like you for 30 years and it's always still surprising and awesome. And, and there's so much gratitude that comes from that place that raises my energy further. So I'm telling you what, if this is something that I can tap into and do, this is real for everyone because, uh, because I'm a mom doing the job, living in partnership and with some deliberate awareness and attention, um, you can create the stories and the patterns that are going to elevate your life this way too. So true. I came from being a suicidal teen. I was hospitalized at 17. I am a survivor of rape. I'm a survivor of abuse. And I choose to live this way now. It's a choice. It's a conscious choice. I could have chosen to stay the victim of my circumstances, but I chose not to. And Anybody can do it if you choose to, because whatever you convince yourself is true, 
will be true for you. Rachel, what's true for you now? What's your life look like now when you give us that backstory? I live in complete abundance. And, 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 and it's abundance for me of how I define abundance. It's abundance for me is everything that I need shows up in my life exactly the way it's meant to, to be there to teach me and grow me and expand me. And that's, to me, what excites my life. So even if things, challenging lessons come up, I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, I go in with the approach of, oh, it's a growth spurt. I feel myself going down. That means I'm going through, you know, and pushing myself up out of it. And, and so my life just feels so expansive right now because more and more people and books and things I love keep coming into my life more and more every day. Because that's where I choose to keep my headspace. And it's just a beautiful gift. And the best thing I can do is give that gift back and try to project it out to the world as best I can. Well, I think you're doing a great job. And I think this book is a good start. One thing that I really enjoyed about your book is, is you identify the challenge, but then you go back and, and take a do-over by, by writing through how can we start using letters like this as a tool, working through some past and moving in to our future in a way that changes those stories for us? How can a letter, how can we take us through the steps of letter writing, I guess, that we can use to tap into our own power this way? So the first thing is one, be authentic in your letter to yourself of where you actually are and where you, how you actually are telling yourself your stories. Do not fake where you are coming from. Do not cover it up. Do not try to suppress it. Be real with yourself. Then move on to letters of acceptance and forgiveness. Forgive yourself because Great. you did your best you could and now you know better and you'll do better. You know, it's just, that's the way life works. Once we see it, we can do better, but we have to see it first. So we get out the ugly stuff and then we look at it from a loving perspective. And this is what pe a lot of people don't understand is we can have feelings that are hard and painful and ugly and wrap them in the energy of love. Mm -hmm. We don't have to make them bigger than they are by, by wrapping them in more fear where we, what we wrap our feelings around is what we create in our stories. That's what our stories do is the energy. That's the energy we're feeding. So if we wrap our hard feelings with love, which is forgiveness and acceptance and, and finding a way to love ourselves through everything we've gone through, that's what gets us and moves us and shifts us into those action places how do I give from a loving place? You can write letters to the universe. You can write letters to friends, whatever it uh, helps you connect to the energy behind the letter. Cause it's not just saying the words, it's about connecting to the energy so that you see it and feel it so that you can really work through it and move it and change it as needed to be changes. And if you watch your letters change, it's, it's like a miracle, miracles, like literally start, you feel like are happening all around you and everywhere you look, because 
the way you start viewing the world changes. It's just an amazing process. Let's make that the Simply Start. Each show, we have a segment where people can get started today employing this practice in their own life or raising their own lives up. Folks, I want you to sit down today, pull out a pen and paper, real paper, real pen, do this by hand, please. There's, there's a connective thing between your body and your brain and write out the ugly and see it for what it is and the goodness and forgive it for all. Look at where you want to go next. Write a letter to yourself. And then as part of the Simply Nifty segment, which is a practice that, or an idea or a notion that I love, I want you to take that first letter today, the Simply Start letter, stick it in an envelope, seal it, and put it away for a year. And then start your letter writing practice. But one year from today, I want you to go back to that letter and open up. I have done this and the miracles do abound. And what I learned also was that when I put that all out there in the letter, um, I was released from it. And Rachel also talks about ways of, of dealing with that in her book. There are all kinds of ways and, and prompts and thoughts to get into this. So if you want more on this, please check out Rachel's book because it's going to take you through the process in, in more detail than what we're doing here, but it's transformative. I, I want you to be deliberate in this. Write yourself a letter. Continue to write yourself letters about individual situations maybe you've thought about or struggled with or enjoyed, right? And stick the first one in the envelope, pull it out. It'll be like a time machine in a year from now, and you'll see how far you've come and what you're capable of, how strong and empowered you are. And when we change our story, we also change the world. I, I love this, Rachel. I love the work you're doing. How can people find more about your book and your work and your boot camps and all of that? Where can we find you? From a loving place.com is my website. I'm also on Facebook under Facebook from a loving place. And then you can actually find all my blogs on uh, Facebook letters from a better me. Awesome. So. And you can find me at www.pollycampbell.com. Join me on Facebook at Polly Campbell author, and you can sign up for the newsletter. It's like getting a little pep talk in your inbox each week and uh, come back and listen to this program again and again and write your own letters. Remember when we become aware of the patterns we'd like to change, then we grow and empower ourselves to do better now. We elevate our lives and that helps us all to create greater meaning and purpose in our lives and transform the world. We can do this. We can leave the world a better place by empowering ourselves. So let's do it today. Let's start today. Have a great day. Go forward and offer what you have. It's just what we need. Thanks for listening. Now go out and live well, do good and be happy. <music> <laughs>